Hi there, plant fans. Welcome to Kiss My Grass, a podcast by Chantal Davidson. Each episode, I talk about plant chemistry and the amazing feats of their molecules. The global superstar that almost wasn't. <laughs> Aloe vera, a story of science and history. In today's podcast, we have a super interesting plant power highlight. Trust me, you'll want to stay tuned for this compelling story about aloe vera. Today, we're going to take a look at how aloe vera's global fame and current multi-billion dollar industry was just a case of being at the right place at the right time. In history, that is. After all, aloe vera is just one species of over 500 types of aloe plants. So why does she get all the credit? Why didn't the ancient global population cultivate more of her sisters? I know my kids would not stop complaining about, why does she get all the attention? So let us dive in and get to the bottom of this, how aloe vera became so popular. Ah, I just love when science and history collide. In order to appreciate how aloe vera became a global phenomenon, we need to take a look at her hometown. Where did she first get her start? For many centuries, her origins were a mystery because she's been all over the world for thousands of years. After all, her first recorded medicinal use was chiseled into a Sumerian clay tablet over 4,000 years ago. Whoa, in 1500 BC, she was written about by an ancient Egyptian papyrus detailing over 12 medical uses. And by the first century BC, she was cultivated throughout most of Eurasia. Figuring out where she came from is key to figuring out how she got here. Here meaning one of the most well-known plant power skincare healers of all time, not to mention her multi-billion dollar commercial industry that has sprouted up because of her popularity. This is where the wonder of science enters the story. In 2015, a coalition of international researchers set out to assemble the most comprehensive genetic sampling of the aloe genus. They wanted to answer two questions. First, where was aloe vera's original DNA from? And second, does she owe her success to being superior to other species? Remember, she does have over 500 first cousins. After assembling all of their data of DNA analysis from the samples that were growing from all over the world, they determined that aloe vera's original DNA started on the northern end of the Arabian Peninsula. It turns out that was her hometown more than 5,000 years ago. The answer to their second question was even more surprising. They also concluded that aloe vera species was not any more superior to the other aloe species. It wasn't hardier, it wasn't more potent, it was just kind of there, minding its own business growing in the harsh desert. But sometimes, just like in modern life, a person or a plant owes their success to a bit of luck. And that's because aloe vera's original hometown in the northern Arabian Peninsula just happened to be located at the right place and the right point in history. During the time that her species was in the Arabian Peninsula, two other plant power superstars were already in high demand in Rome, frankincense and myrrh. And these botanicals could only be found growing in southern Arabia, Somalia, and Ethiopia. Ancient merchants brought these precious fragrant spices to Rome on camel caravans by way of the most ancient highways the infamous incense route. 
I bet you can guess where this incense route passed through, right? Uh-huh. Alavera's hometown. Alavera, like many of her aloe relatives, was already a local hero. The people in her town knew about her super medicinal powers, and they were happy to sell her little hometown star to these passerbyers. To make her even more attractive to these ancient entrepreneurs, the aloe species can be easily cultivated from an offshoot. This means that the locals didn't need to sell an entire plant. They could keep cutting off little offshoots from the main plant, just stick them in dirt, and they will grow. This means that the owners of one plant could create hundreds of smaller, portable plants for traveling merchants to take along the route. What an ideal travel companion, and a great return on investment for the cultivators. It seemed nobody wanted to leave home without her. Today, sadly, many people view plant-based medicine as myths or old wife tales. For a long time, aloe vera fell out of favor with the rise of Western medicine. We kind of broke up with her. It's me, not you. And that is true because for aloe vera to work her plant powers, her inner gel needs to be harvested fresh and applied quickly. Otherwise, her plant power molecules lose their oomph within a week of removing them from the leaves. And that's even if they're refrigerated. This is where Western humans got lazy. People didn't want to cultivate our own aloe plants anymore. We wanted commercial products we could squeeze out of tubes or store in the medicine cabinets. Not too many people were interested in breaking open fresh leaves to slather on their wounds with sticky, slimy gel. For hundreds of years, we dumped her. But wait, didn't I say today she has a multi-billion dollar industry? Yes, that's true. In fact, in the United States alone, it's estimated that she sold more than $1.8 billion of products last year and is expected to increase by 10% in the next five years. So what happened? Why did we come crawling back to our old study, aloe vera? Well, just like her ancestors happened to be luckily located along the incense route, her species caught another lucky break in 1978 with an entrepreneur named Rex Magan. I wish you knew more about the backstory of this man. His Wikipedia page describes him as being born in 1938 and growing up in a farm in Utah, then moving to Arizona later in life. During this time, while working in corporate America, he was also amassing land in the Arizona desert. I would imagine in both Utah and Arizona deserts, Rex would be familiar with the aloe vera plants. As a farm boy and a landowner, I like to imagine that he would have a strong respect for plant power. <laughs> well, that's what I hope for anyways. What we do know is that in 1978, Rex held the patents that explained how to stabilize aloe vera's plant power molecules. Bam! He founded a company based on this science and started selling commercial products containing active aloe vera that were convenient to use and stable to sit in medicine cabinets. And not unlike her early start from long ago on the ancient trade routes, she got a lucky break in history with the intersection of three modern concepts. The science that led to her stabilization along with the rise of mass media and mass production, which have propelled aloe vera back into the limelight of herbal medicine. Today, she's sold in many, many forms, and her suggested uses go well beyond the 12 described by the ancient Egyptians. Like many plant remedies, most of these are not scientifically founded, but I can assure you she has amazing plant power potential, and she has studies to back up her biggest claims. Well, stay tuned for the next episode, where I talk about aloe vera and how her plant power molecules work.